Man, I just want to tell you guys, man, just keep doing it. Whatever you're going through, all of us have gone through it. Your problem in trading is not unique. Everybody's going through it. Just know that if you keep studying and don't lose faith, it's going to open up. But you're just going to have to keep going. That's all I can say. Hi guys, welcome back to the Funded Trader Podcast. Today we're joined by Peter. He's coming from Seattle, originally from Kenya, and he's got $23,000 in payouts. This is actually his first interview. So welcome to the podcast, Peter. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. So you're from Kenya originally. Yeah. You moved to Seattle 13 years ago. Yeah. Right? Uh, tell us a little bit about the journey of coming to America Right. And bring us back to like the beginning when you when you first came here. How was it? So when I came to America, before I came to America, mm -hmm. so there's this picture about America, right? Um, money is everywhere in America. You just get there, you're going to start making it, right? Mm -hmm. But when I came here, um, my mom was here before me, three years before me. She picked me up at the airport um, around 11 p.m. on a Monday. Um, next day, she was off to work. And she did these jobs like a living nurse. Mm -hmm. So she left me by myself from Tuesday till Saturday. And how old were you? I was started? 22 at that time okay. when I came to the States. Mm -hmm. So just right off the bat, I realized uh, people here have to hustle for everything they've got. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that was, that was a mind shift from day one when I got here. So you weren't expecting that. You were like, oh, there's, there's just going to be a nice work-life balance and everything. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. like just and make a lot of money <laughs> from whatever you're going to do. No, because that's what right. America is. That's the dream, right? That's the that's dream, sell. you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, but it wasn't like that. Like, you have to grind here for everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so that shift that you had obviously had an impact on your life, right? You yeah. Right away, we're like, I got to start. I got to start hustling. I got to start working. So you came at 22. Yeah. So you weren't in high school. You weren't, were you in college? You weren't really in college, right? Around yeah. No, no. No. Yeah. So you just kind of got dropped in. That's a hard situation to get dropped into, honestly. Yeah. But the thing is, you, you have to do it quickly because, mm -hmm. again, like my mom is working. Mm -hmm. So... She's working two jobs. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to sit back and start thinking about how hard it is or whatever. So I need to start figuring things out. Right. So it took some time because, you know, there's a process before you get your social security and everything. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but once I got that, uh, I was able to get a job at mm -hmm. a warehouse job. It was really good at uh, 2011, mm -hmm. though I paid me 15 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was good. Mm -hmm. uh, because, no, because cause I was like, everybody else was being paid. Uh, at that time in Seattle, minimum wage was like $8. Right. And no, I, things have changed dramatically since yeah, then. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, after, after I started working, uh, I'm working a job, and then you realize at the end of the month, it's not enough money. Yep. You know, not enough money to pay the bills here. And also try to do something back home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right, you're trying to help out the family back home. Help, yeah. yeah. So that's another second reality check. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so at that time you were working in a in a warehouse. You ended up getting your papers, I guess, social security, right? So yeah. you start start working. What what else are you trying to do, right? You're you're hustling out here. What else did you start to try to do for work? So at that time, uh, so I started like looking for opportunities. Mm -hmm. uh, I have cousins of mine who live in North Carolina. At that time, they were in the MLM space. Uh, they showed me whatever they did, mm -hmm. and it made sense mm -hmm. to me. So I started pursuing that. What space the, was it? MLM, oh, multi-level marketing. Okay, yeah. Okay, yep. Yeah. So. It made sense. It was like it's a uh, low cost, like low barrier to entry. You know yep. what I mean? So I was like, let me, let me try it because mm -hmm. I'm here to make it anyway, right? Yep. So I did that uh, for a couple of years. It didn't work out for me. Yeah. What, what were some of the challenges when you were trying to do that? Uh, basically, uh, 
recruiting, I, I felt like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I, my mindset, because I was like, I'm from Kenya, my accent is thick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are going to listen to me. Yep. And, and I, I didn't know a lot of people like that, because mm-hmm. I'm still like a year, two years in, in the States. Of course, you don't know many people. Yeah, so I had to go to the malls, man. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I was dressing, I was dressing up, right, like right. I, I'm dressing up in a suit. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I'm important and all. Mm-hmm. So I'd go like to a store mm-hmm. and pretend like I'm buying. And obviously the, the it would come and talk to me. Yeah, yeah. Then I'd ask the price, whatever. Oh, by the way, woo woo to woo. You know, what you open up the sales phone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, you ever hear this before? Actually, <laughs> that's so interesting. You know, then they would be like no or yes, and give me their card, give me the number, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then I'd leave mm-hmm. and go to the next store and do the same thing. So yeah. Were you working around this time as well with the MLM? Were you doing both? Kind of working a job? Yeah, working a job and doing the MLM. Yeah. So yeah. So you were hustling. Yeah, I was hustling, man. Hustling. Yeah. So warehouse, MLM, what what other were you just looking for things to do, like different ways to make money basically, whatever way? Yeah. So um with the MLM, once I realized that it's not for me, that was around uh 2015, 2016. Uh, I took a break. Mm-hmm. I took a break because I was like, I, don't, I just don't want to jump to any other opportunity. And at that time, to be real with you, uh, it was the pressure of just being a man. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, I'm getting older, mm-hmm. right? I've not gone to school. I've not gone to college. Mm-hmm. So my next move has to be something that is going to give me a skill mm-hmm. and pays me very well mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So that was the criteria that I had. That's but, important to define. Yeah. When you're starting to look, yeah. Yeah, you know, a skill forever and mm-hmm. something can pay me very well. Mm-hmm. So for like two years, um, I didn't know what to do. I was like in this place, like I was confused for a minute there. Mm-hmm. But a good, fan, a good friend of mine is like my homie. He's my homie actually. Mm-hmm. One day he came to me and he's like, he was in the same place as me. He's like, he was looking for something too. He's like, look, uh, have you heard about Forex? It was like, I've heard about it, but I was using Forex, like exchanging mm-hmm. money. So the MLM you were in wasn't Forex? Wasn't Forex. Okay. But the MLM that got me, the, but it's the Forex thing that he told me about came through MLM. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's what he showed me. So when that's how a lot of people get introduced. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, most people are just like that. So, but for us, you are like, we are not gonna recruit. We just want to learn the skill. Mm-hmm. That was our goal. Yeah. And so this is around 2015, 2016. 2016. Yep. Yeah. 2017. Yeah. And so you're getting introduced to forex, right? You're you're getting involved around this time. Are you part of a a trading group, right? What, what were you? What were you a part of that was helping educate you on it? Uh, it was uh, it was the MLM. MLM uh, that group was where that, you were, that group you were learning what, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so did you learn? Like, did you actually learn from that group, or did you end up doing something else? Oh man, I, I want to say yes and no because I want to say yes because uh, they put they gave me the basics mm-hmm. of forex. And no, because it's like different teacher every day. Right. So everybody has their own strategy. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the week, you're like, huh? I'm like put through the ringer. Yeah, you're teachers. like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So then I quit that. Yep. And then just being on Instagram. Around this time, like, uh-huh. what did you think about Forex, right? You, you did IML. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't that great, right? What were you thinking? No, I, I knew Forex works. You're still locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in because at the same time, okay. I'm watching CNBC. So I'm like, yeah, this thing works. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so what was the next step then? Next step, I was on Instagram and then um, I saw QBanks. Mm. Shout out QBanks. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, that time, so I was just following him. He was like posting profits. Sometimes he'd post mm-hmm. ideas. And he wasn't that big around then. He was a lot smaller, like his yeah. page. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. So when, when I followed him a couple of months later, because I wanted to see it, he just want to go get a course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, got, I bought his course a couple of months later. Mm-hmm. And then, because 
he spoke about confluence so much in, in, in his way of trading. I took his course. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So I started I did uh the whole thing helped me tremendously. Mm-hmm. Right. I started literally uh seeing things way better. Mm-hmm. But again, I felt like I plateaued somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is me. This is not yep. on him. This is just me. Yeah. I plateaued somewhere. And then again, just being on Instagram, I think like uh two years later, uh this 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 guy was posting about supply and demand. Mm-hmm. And again, I chose I'm I'm falling for a couple of months. He only posts ideas. You don't see his face. You don't see nothing. So the malls looking at, uh, at the ideas, mm-hmm. they were really good. They're really making sense. Mm-hmm. So I got his course, and then that. What's his name? Who is this? Uh, he was like supply and demand. I can check it later. The mystery guy, supply he, and demand. Yeah, supply. But he had like 200K followers. But he didn't show his face. He never showed his face. He just posted ideas. Wow. Yeah. Right, let's keep it going. So I, I took his course, just mm. supply and demand, supply and demand. So that's, that, that gave me the strategy, the specific strategy mm. that. And I before thought. that point, you were what? Using fibs and I was support in, and resistance? Yeah, supporting, drawing yeah. trend lines, mm. you, know, you know what I mean? Trend lines. Uh, yeah, I was, all, I was all over the place, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes you do a trend line here, here, here. You're like, man, you look, you, at the end, you look at you like, what the man, hell you is look it? at your chart, man. Is this, what am I doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, when, I got, when I got this supply and demand, it really helped me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting to find uh, real points in the market where price would bounce off of mm-hmm. and would move. Yeah. Because really all the supply and demand is, at least from my point of view, is... This is a price previously where it found a lot of liquidity and it moved from this price, you know, exponentially in one direction, right? So if it re-enters that area, you know there's going to be a lot of buyers and sellers in that mm-hmm. area, and then you're deciding what to do at that point. But you said that now, but then I didn't know. You see how you explained it? Yeah. Nobody had explained to me like that. Right, right. You, but it's kind of like you need to explain. You need to explain to you, but you also need to see it. You need to see it on too. the chart, like yeah. over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they said, "Plan, demand." Uh, the chart got clearer. Mm-hmm. I stopped using indicators. I don't use them until today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't draw trend lines. This is just me. Mm-hmm. If I draw a trend line, uh, for sure I know I'm lost. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the moment I start doing this, man, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing something right, well, the man. The thing about the trend, in my opinion, about the trend lines is they're so subjective. There's no weight to them. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like st- really stupid concept, in my opinion. Dude, man, if I draw trend lines, man, I know I'm going to lose money. So I don't <laughs> draw them at all, man. <laughs> I stopped using them a lot Yo, of time ago. that's so funny. Yeah. So what are the, what influences then do you use with trading? So with supply and demand, right? So basically, I will look to the left, right? Mm-hmm. So I will see. What uh, time frame are you on? Uh, so usually take the H4. Mm-hmm. I start with the H4 and then the H1. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to X, is gonna be the M5. Okay. Yeah. So basically, uh, I will look at, for example, on the lesser right, the market was like in a consolidation and then it broke. And then I see how strong it broke. And then I will look at the retest. So sometimes I wait for a day or two because I don't scalp, uh, I like to hold. Mm-hmm. And then I will look at how it's, it's, it's react, how it's bouncing off once it gets back to the supply of the demand. Mm-hmm. And then I will wait for the, I don't, I don't know what you call that, the part in the, if it's in a supply, coming back to the supply, I'll wait for the boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom. Double then, tops or rejection yeah, or wicks, yeah, 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 patterns. Yeah, yeah then I'll, I'll look for a certain pra- a certain uh, pattern. What time frame are you looking for patterns on? Like the five? M5. The five. Oh, the really? M5, yeah. Oh, so you're like in there, locked yeah, in. Yeah, M5. So I'll look at the H1, it broke, and then I come at the M5 when it gets back. Yeah, yeah. And then I will see how, how it behaves there. Just hitting the M5, like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Because I realize... But is it only M5 and H4 you're looking at, mainly? Uh, I will look at it uh, once the day closes, mm-hmm. but only once the day is closed. Mm. Once the day is closed, I look at it and then be like, okay, cool. They, um, I might get uh, what he might try to do the next day. Mm-hmm. And then 
even if because sometimes like you know you're told trade what you see not what you think so i will still i will still wait i will still wait and see how how it's going to behave once the day and then uh, right now i'm only trading new york mm-hmm. yeah so I'll wait for London, Asia, London. What time for, uh, in the New York session are you mainly trading? Like 8 to 10, 9 to 11? What time so, do you normally try to so trade? So uh, I live in Seattle, so the West Coast time. Mm. So 6.30 a.m. Oh, so it's early. Yeah, yeah. so it just depends on uh, what the market's going to give me at whatever time. Mm-hmm. At whatever time. See, I stop being so rigid on times and whatever because at least for me, once you're like, I'm looking for this at this specific window. I think you can be faked out. Mm-hmm. And because you're so rigid at, these are the times that the market does this. Right, you're you putting know, your blinders on. You put your blinders yeah. on, you know what I mean? This is the time the market does this. Mm-hmm. So you get in, you get clapped. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, so I just, cause some of the times I've gotten um, entries when it's lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're an intraday trader. Like you're yeah. trading just during the day and trying yeah. to cl- you're holding at all. Yeah, yeah I'm, no? I'm at hold for 12 hours. Oh, even. so you're not really ho- swing trading at all, really. Yeah. You're so, intraday. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So what pair are you mainly focusing on? study only. Really? Yeah. What, what brought you to that conclusion? More, more peeps, more money. Oh my God! More, more money, pips, man. More, more pips, more well, money. Before you was thirty, what were you trading? I was doing GU. Okay. And actually, my friend who brought IML to me, mm-hmm. uh, he kept telling me, "What are you doing on US thirty? I mean, what are you doing on GU? Mm-hmm. Come over to US thirty. Come over to US. Come over to US thirty, man. It's Got a party me, going on over here. Call me broken, all man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yo. So yeah, but once I got on US thirty. And I made some some profits. Mm-hmm. That's how I got hooked. Mm-hmm. And then the losses started coming. Yep. The losses are big. But once you're hooked on the profits, right. you're like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I've, I've never gone back to. So you went with IML, right? You started learning from them. And you, you found this mysterious supply and demand guy, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you learned from Q a little bit, right? Um, when did you... What happened after that, right? At that time, were you like trading your own money? What were you trading at that time, 2017, 2018? Yeah, I was, I was using my own money. And so what was the, walk me through like a normal week in the life, right? What were you, you were working, what job were you working? And then you were taking some of that money, you were putting it in an account, right? Like what were you, what were you up to? Okay, so I'm going to take you a little bit back. Mm-hmm. To, so around uh, 2013, I got laid off from my warehouse job. It was a good job, mm-hmm. but you know, it goes up, up and down. And then I got another job. I was working with, uh, with clients who like with special needs. Mm-hmm. Didn't pay a lot of money. So around 2015, I started driving for Uber. Mm. And at that time- That's uh, early. Yeah. That's yeah. early. You're like an OG. Oh well, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> they, they owe me something, I, I, I feel like. <laughs> Yo, you know, for real though. Yeah, you're deep. 20, 2015, Damn. man. So around, started driving for Uber. Mm-hmm. I liked it because I was making good money. Mm-hmm. And less fees back then. Yeah, less fees. Yeah. And then, and also like, it was a little bit pricey. So we were making good money at mm-hmm. that time. And then it also gave me time to study. Mm-hmm. So I would do it like from 4 a.m. to like 11, mm-hmm. come home, take a nap, hit the gym. By 3 p.m., 4 p.m., I'd be on my computer mm-hmm. or I'd go to the library for mm-hmm. like, from like 4 to like 8 p.m. Yep. And then I'd go Nice home. work sesh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lock in. So whatever, so I was driving Uber mm-hmm. all this time. So whatever money I'd make, I would put like $1,000 into trading in my trading account, mm-hmm. lose that. And you know, that's yeah. crazy because yeah. I'll lose that thousand dollars and be like, you know what? I think I figured this thing out. Yeah. You're- you know what I mean? <laughs> Let me put another thousand dollars, man. Yeah, you know man. what I mean? I, I got it. And then keep studying for a couple of weeks, put 500, lose that. You're like, yeah, I th- I'm, I'm getting this thing, man. You're getting close. I'm, I'm getting close. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> So I, I, I kept doing that. When, were you, when you were trading the thousand bucks, were you, how much were you risking on that account? 
a good chunk because I didn't care. Because sometimes, man, because maybe it's the inexperience at that mm-hmm. time. Sometimes I would trade without a stop loss because oh. I believed the stop hunt. You were getting zapped. Yeah, because I believe you know, these market makers, man, they want to take my little thousand dollars, man. So. Oh, so you were you were not using the stop loss because you thought they were yeah. looking for it. Yeah, these bankers, oh, man, they want my thousand dollars. Right. No, I'm not putting that. They're not gonna see my stop loss. Right. 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 And I'd lose it all. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they take it anyway. Man, they take it anyway, yeah. man. So God damn. Yeah. So you were just opening as much as you could, really, risking a lot back then. Yeah, I was risking. Because at, at that time, too, man, I was like, I don't want to drive Uber. Mm-hmm. And I'm also seeing the potential in trading, mm-hmm. right? Of course, social media, profits, everywhere. Yeah, social yeah. media, profits. And then the few times I'd make profits, I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I'd make like a quick $300. It's like the justification yeah. for all this time you're spending on this. You, yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? And also I'm like, yeah, I want to go full time. All mm-hmm. these things I want to do for my mom, yep. for my family. Yep. So... Once you start thinking, once you bring that emotion mm-hmm. into the game, yeah, you, you start getting losses, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like a magnet against money. Yeah. You're detracting the money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, around that time, you're dealing with a lot of losses, right? So you're Ubering, you're, you're trading, you're losing. Mm-hmm. How, what, is, what are you thinking mentally around that time? Like, what are you doing to stay positive? So at that time, like, um, number one, like, I'm, I'm going to the gym, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So also playing soccer helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading books, personal, develop, uh, personal development kind of books. Uh, the gym and, is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. And also having, like, uh, my friend who I'm telling you about, also, he's going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we'd meet up and just laugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is what we're going through. Yep. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. I think that helps a lot. That helped me a lot to keep pushing. But at the same time, knowing that I haven't gone to school, I don't have any other skill, you know what I mean? And then when I'm driving Uber, my car is breaking down. I'm spending money to fix this car. So I'm like, trading has to work out. Mm -hmm. Trading has to work out. So yeah, that was the mindset. It has to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at all, you weren't thinking, should I go back to school? Should this, right? Were those thoughts coming up at all or no? No, no. Because I never liked school in the first place. Mm. Number two, uh, since I'm in Seattle, I know some people working for Microsoft, mm-hmm. um, Amazon. This is Amazon corporate, right? The, right. the techies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear how much they're making, right? It's good money. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just me not being impressed by how much they make. Then you see how much they work. Right. I'm like, because if I'm going to go to school, then it's going to be something to do in tech mm-hmm. because it pays. Yeah. But I'm like, no, these guys are complaining. These guys. They don't doing, like their job. They don't right? like their jobs. Yeah. Man. They're so, just doing it for the money. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, trading, trading has to work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the, the mentality is this has to work. This, this has to work. So man. when did it start working? Right? When did this. things when did things start to change a little bit? When did you start having more success? Uh this August. This August. Yeah, this Recently. August. Yeah, wow. when cuz I I've, I've been consistent since August. Okay. Yeah. So let's hear then uh you're in 2018, 2019, you're you've been Ubering this whole time yeah. pretty much, right? Yeah. So Uber cuz it's flexible, you know, they give you um the ability to create your own schedule and then you're just trading, you're learning. When did you start to stum- like stop trading your own money versus starting on the prop for your accounts? Um, sometime last year when I, when I met, when I heard about TFT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I saw TFT. And again, my friend told me about these things, right? Because I, I was so locked in. I was not even about any prop farms or anything. Mm-hmm. He told me, hey, we have these prop farms. And then I compared the prop farms. Mm-hmm. And then TFT for me had the best uh, criteria. Let's go. Yeah, so that's why I started with TFT, honestly. Let's go. Yeah. Look at you now. <laughs> yeah, look at me now. Yeah, look at All me right, now. so you started around a year ago, yeah. right? Um, and what did you start, like, what was, what was the first thing you thought about when you found out about the evaluation firm, about the company? About the, dude, uh, 
I loved it, man. Dude, uh, I haven't had any complaints, man. No, I'm saying yeah. the idea of the challenge. Oh, the idea, the yeah, challenge. Like, what did you think of when the, the when you found out what a challenge was, all that, right? What started to what did you start to think about? I started thinking about like the potential of it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, I, I have to pass challenge one, challenge two. How much do I need to make? Oh yeah, this is simple. This is simple. I can do this, and then I just get funded. Yeah. So. But since, like I told you, started last year, but I really got it on this year. So I, I was doing phase one and failing, mm-hmm. phase one failing. And what account size were you doing? Uh, I started off with 50K yep. because it, that's the money that, that I could afford at, yep, you know, yep. at that time. So get a 50K account, pass phase one, go to phase two, fail. I did it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Then I realized it's my mindset. You know, so. How'd you realize that? Because how am I passing phase one? And then when I'm close, I'm failing. And then phase one, f- phase one is more money than phase two. Mm-hmm. Then how am I passing phase one? I'm failing phase two. It's not like the company changes something in between while I'm trading right. phase two. So I took some time out, uh, back tested, uh, just told myself, and because in my mind, I don't want to drive Uber anymore, mm-hmm. right? You've, I, you've been driving Uber a long time. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to drive Uber anymore. Mm-hmm. So for me to pass the last one and to stay consistent, I told myself, look, if you have to drive Uber again, do it, right? Do it. But don't bring those thoughts because once you start being like, I'm scared to go back to, tra- to drive an Uber, then I'm placing trades with fear mm-hmm. and desperation. Because I don't want to go back to that, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so when I was able to calm my mind, I was like, you know what? I'll go drive Uber if I have to. Things changed for me. I started placing, the fear went away. I was like, if I make a loss, I make a loss. I, okay, obviously I'm going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm. I'm uh, check the market well, I'm gonna do everything to the T that I'm supposed to do. If I get a loss, I get a loss. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If I have to go drive again, I will drive right, again. Right, instead of, oh, I got a loss, now I gotta drive Uber. Nah, exactly. Yeah, so I was not... like, you know what, if I have to, I'll do it. Yep. And then- That's a powerful like mentality to, to change to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I was like, I, I'll, I'll drive it, I don't care, I'll drive it. And then things changed for me from there. It's so, critical to have that mentality that you, you're willing to sacrifice to do what you want, right? Instead of, oh, I don't want to do all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I only want to do this. Well, the more you think like that, the less you're going to be able to do the things you want. Yeah. Right? Even yeah. me, like I'm thinking now, I'm like, should I, should, should I punish myself and go drive Uber just, just for the energy, right? It, it's kind of like this universe, it's like a universal law in a way where you do, the more things you do that you don't necessarily want to do, the more you'll get the things that you want to have. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're, you recently, so recently, right? You started trading with TFT recently. You've had some success. You've gotten mm-hmm. a 20, 25 K payout, right? Um, since the payout has mm-hmm. anything changed, right? Did you, did you feel any differently? Right? Oh yeah, man. I'm talking about. <laughs> so, okay. So I was able to purchase the hundred K, mm-hmm. uh, account. So I, I, got, I got one, mm-hmm. passed it, uh, made profits, but because it was, cause you know how you guys put it the first month of the 100K, you, can, you have to withdraw after a month, right? Mm-hmm. So with that 100K, uh, live account, right? Mm-hmm. I've passed phase one, phase two. In the process of me, cause I started like, those thoughts started coming again. Mm-hmm. And I blew that account. But I got another 100K account, I think, like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Which uh, challenge type are you doing? Uh, I think Royal. Royal? Yeah, it sounds Royal. like. The Royal is the 30, day, 30 days first withdrawal Yeah. on the Royal. Yeah, but it's no rules, technically, and all that stuff. EAs, trade copying. So you're, you're doing one account at a time? So right now, right now, I have the... Uh, so, when I, so I got another 100K. Mm-hmm. Phase one, phase two, passed it. So mm-hmm. I have another 100K lab account. 
So I have two accounts there. The 50K account is up to 65K because the, this, the scale up. Mm. And then right now as we, uh, I have the 100K mm-hmm. and, and I'm in profit as you speak. So I'm just waiting for another two weeks to cash out. So one thing they say about uh, in, the, in the UFC, they say when you become uh, the champion, you get... 20% better or something, right? Because it's like a confidence thing. Yeah. So now yeah. you feel as though your confidence is Dude. so much higher. Yeah. yeah, so much higher. And then also it's not just even confidence, it's the discipline of it. Sometimes I might look at the market and if I don't like what I'm saying, I shut the computer down. Because if I keep the computer on, I know I'll trade. And I'm, I'm going to take losses and I'm going to be like, you didn't see anything that you could trade. Why did you trade? Right. So I wake up, look at the market, look at them, and like after an hour or two, I, I shut it down. I shut it down and then just wait for that day mm-hmm. to end, then try again another day. Yeah, overtrading is definitely uh, not a good trade. Yeah, yeah, it's not. That, that, that will kill your account very fast. So do you, um, you have this 100K that you just got, just achieved, the funded. Yeah. You have the 50K. You said you scaled it up. Yeah, to, to 65K now. 65 now. So yeah. uh, from here, right, what are the goals? You're funded 165K at mm-hmm. the moment. Yeah. What are you, are you tr- are copying these accounts together, right? What, what are you trying to do with them? So the 50K is not royal. So mm. I, I spoke to support. Yeah. I was like, can you guys like bring it in, bring it in. Hey man, I'm going to talk to you right now. Can you, can you bring it in together? What you account know? is it? It's, it's what type is it? We're going to give you 100K. We'll give you another 100K challenge yeah. account, yeah. whatever type you want. And then if you want to merge them, yeah. um, it depends which account type it is. But I think they'll let you transfer to it. Like if you have Rapid and you want to go to Royal, I think they'll let oh, you transfer. 50K I think is Rapid. Yeah, it's probably the Rapid. Yeah. Yeah, because Rapid doesn't allow the trade copying. Yeah. The thing yeah. is you can copy from the Rapid to the Royal. But you can't copy from the Royal to the to, Rapid. To the Rapid. Yeah. So I can copy the Rapid to the Royal, huh? Yeah, because the way that it works, what app would you use to copy the trades? Dude, I, I know nothing about You don't even know, yeah. yeah I don't even There's know. There's an app, uh, Social Trader Tools. Yeah. Social Trader Tools. Um, so basically how the app works is when, when you go ahead and start to copy the trades, basically what happened is the master account, when a trade gets executed, it'll write... Um, I forgot what it's called, but it'll imprint numbers mm-hmm. uh, next to each trade. So it'll attach to the ticket, like a certain unique identifier. Yeah. And then when you go to close the trade, it'll attach that same number to the other account that you're copying to. So mm. you take a trade, the, the ticket will say like 111, and then the other ticket will say 111. And then when you close it on the main account, it will search for that in the other account and it will close it, right? Now, if the account doesn't allow EAs, when you try to copy from the Royal to the Rapid, yeah. it will not imprint the mm. 111 in the Rapid account. Mm. So when you go to try to close it or even open it, it just won't do anything. It won't connect to it. But the, if you go from Rapid to Royal, since the Royal allows the EAs, it actually will work. It actually will copy from the Rapid to the Royal. It'll be able to imprint the number on the Royal account and then it'll be able to search for it and then close the trade. So you can copy from Rapid to Royal, you can't copy from Royal into Rapid though. Okay, okay. So, so technically, I mean, if you wanted to actually just merge them yeah. and combine them, I'm pretty sure if you're at, pretty sure it's like if you're at break even or if you want to change the account to another account, you can, but I don't know confidently okay. if, you, if you can. I mean, I could, we could talk about it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It'll help you out. Yeah, you that know? would be great, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you're actually one of the first, um, people from the west coast to come on the podcast hey, for real. yeah the, yeah, the yeah. in-person pod yeah. uh, because we, we've been when we started them we were just doing it for kind of like southeast u.s like yeah. you know this this region yeah uh, and then recently this this past invitation we expanded it to like the entire u.s mm-hmm. so now we're inviting people from all over we invited some people from latin america as well yeah uh, i don't know if we're inviting some people from europe at this point but yeah, you're your first one from the from the West Coast, so appreciate making the trip all the way out here, at least to my knowledge. Yeah. 
So hey. appreciate, appreciate you taking the trip all the way out here, you know? Hey, it's Miami, man. Yeah. You said you've been here before, right? <laughs> yeah, for like two days, though. Okay. So, yeah. Did a little quick trip? Quick trip. So I've not experienced Miami like that yet. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to do? What's your, what's, your, uh, what's your thing that you want to do in Miami? Um, you guys, you guys show me. It's just what, are you, what are you into? Food, uh, party, food, uh, chillax party. No, no, you know. So no, you play no. soccer. I play soccer. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get this guy a meeting with Messi or something. I, I would love that. <laughs> uh, also, I would love uh, maybe uh, if we had an NBA game this weekend. I would love NBA. to go see one. <laughs> you hear this, Luigi? Take notes down. An NBA game this weekend. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you have an NBA game now. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, they're fun, the Miami Heat games. Yeah. What sports fan are you? What, what teams you root for? Uh, so, I'm a big Real Madrid fan. Oh, yeah. Soccer, okay. Real Madrid. Yep. Yeah, in England, I, I tend to follow Manchester United. Mm. Yeah, but that, that's pretty much it. Did you see the uh, Beckham documentary? No, I've not watched it. Um, <laughs> what do you think about it? Um, see, I might say something controversial. Let's hear it. But I've never really put Beckham up there. Really? Yeah, because when I was watching him, okay, he can cross the ball and right. he can, you know, give a good free kick. But in terms of flair, dribbling, he never did none of those things. Mm. So, at least for me. Yeah. Yeah, he would not be... Because you... Did you... Grew up during the time when he was playing. Yeah, I grew up at the time when. And if you're a Man U fan, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so you're not a Beckham fan. I, uh, not really. He seems he seemed as though he, in a way, wasted his talent. Like he could have been better, but he was so focused on so many things, so many other things besides soccer, right? Um, yeah, I, I think so too. But, but still, anyway, like. I just never liked his game like that, man. Yeah, he had a unique game. Yeah. But he was on Real Madrid too, right? Yeah, he was in Real Madrid, but he was a, uh, at a time where Real Madrid was not doing so well. Like, mm-hmm. They had a lot of stars, yep. but the team was just not doing well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, well, I watched the documentary and I was seeing, they were struggling. Oh, yeah, it's called Quite the, a bit. Quite a bit. Galactical Era. Yeah, the galactic. <laughs> yeah, the galactical era. The team full of stars, man, but just just couldn't win. They couldn't win. Yeah, couldn't win. Yeah. Who was on the team again? What were the what were the players? One of them was they Ronaldo. Had like Zizou, Ronaldo from Brazil. Yeah, uh, I think Luis Figo, Roberto Carlos. Mm. Yeah, they had a really good team. And Beckham just tried to. He did okay when he was on their team. They just didn't do that hot. Yeah, but. Uh, I think they would, they would have gotten somebody somebody better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But the, but I'm telling you, man, what you've started here, this is, you know what I mean? This could be something. This is going to be something. A little sponsorship. <laughs> One of these teams. Well, I was looking at the, I posted this on Twitter recently. It was uh, Man United's revenue. It was mm-hmm. like $750 million or something. Pretty big, right? Yeah. But TFT's got a chance to get there. Yeah, TFT got a chance. Man. TFT's got a chance. Got a chance to get there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I would, de- I would definitely, um, I mean, who wouldn't want to sponsor an athlete or a team or whatever, right? Yeah. We definitely would be interested in doing something like that. I mean, it would help to bring a lot of exposure yeah. to the company as well, right? Yeah. And, and depending on what sport you do it with, mm-hmm. if you do it with soccer, I mean, it's a global global thing right so we definitely need to to look into it but listen i look at i use the analogy and it's pretty corny but the traders are sort of like athletes in a way right depending the sport as well right the trading is very individual it is you know like you can have a group of friends you get advice to but at the end of the day you make the unless you're doing something you know you really make the decision Right? Yeah, it's you. You have to maintain a good state of mind, a good mental. You have to prepare. You have to be disciplined. Right? It's very similar to sports. Yeah, it you is. Know? It is, and that's why, like, you gotta work on your mind a lot. You know, it's just like when we're talking about just like sports. Like, you see a player, you're doing so well. All of a sudden, they get into a slump. You're like, they haven't forgotten how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Then it has to be mental. It's the same thing with trading. When you're having winning trades, you're you're happy and and, and everything right. But when you when you're having um, a a losing a losing streak, that is that that's the time to really focus on your mind. Like, what am I thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going what is going on around me that's affecting how I'm trading? Yeah, it's it's so when it comes to the mentality, I'll give you an example. Like, 
in our in for the company right we're, we were working through some issue and it's as we were finding solutions yeah. and getting stuff done the you start to get more energy right like you're saying you get happy like you're feeling accomplished and but then maybe something goes wrong maybe you can't figure something out right you can't find the solution right away and that's when you get tested to maintain that focus and that like dedication to finding a result yeah and that's when all the doubts can come in that's when negativity can come in right and that's when you could give up yeah in a way right so you have to really establish a good good mentality when you're in that position where you don't know what's wrong right you don't necessarily know what's happening yeah but you just have to keep searching and be positive and and remain as focused as you can Mm -hmm. and then you you know end up at the solution and then get a good result again. Yeah, right? that is so true. It's so challenging though. Yeah, it's, it's challenging, it's challenging. Yeah. But just like, just like we're saying, like if your mind is never about to, like you feel like I'm not gonna, you're not gonna quit the company because you're going through challenges, mm-hmm. then your mindset, since we have to get this done, mm-hmm. sooner or later your, mind, your mindset will shift and solutions will start coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the same thing with trading, man. Like just, when you, when you, first of all, if you're not in the right state of mind, don't trade. Close the computer. If you wake up the next day, it's been four days you haven't traded, it's okay. That's what people don't understand. The capital is not going anywhere. If you're not feeling right, do not trade. Just do not trade. And it took me years to learn this, man. It took me years to learn this the hard way. I have lost a lot of money mm-hmm. trying to get where I'm at right now. Right. Like, yeah. And some, sometimes, like, you're going through it by yourself. You, you can't tell people because, especially people who love you, they're going to be like, just quit then. Why are you going through all this stress, mm-hmm. losing all this money? Because with, with trading, uh, when you make a mistake, you, the consequences are immediate. See, in life, when you're unhealthy, when you don't eat right, the consequences are not immediate. No. You know what I mean? So you no. can keep doing it. But with trading... They compound over They compound, time. you know yeah. what I mean? But with trading... That's why like when you... Trading, eat, it's both. Trading, it compounds and it's immediate. And it's immediate. <laughs> so you feel the impact right there and then. Yep. So when people are going to be like, yo, you're losing a lot of money. You're losing money. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's money you don't have. Mm-hmm. You're losing that. You know, you're stressed out. You're borderline depressed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So people who love you are going to be like, just quit. And it's because they love you and you know they love you, you might be like, maybe they're right. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you're like, I'm not going to quit, it also brings a set of problems where you're like, I know I cannot talk to them. So you, you quiet. You just yep. suffer in silence. But you still persevere, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's an important thing to talk about is these people that love you, they support you, then you're on this path to do something different, do something that they don't understand, right? And there might be a lot of negativity coming negativity coming from them because yeah. they love you and they support you. Yeah. you know, they want to obviously see you be happy and they're like, you need to maybe try something else, but you are so passionate about this one thing and you believe that this is the thing that you need to do and they just don't understand, right? Yeah, so there's yeah. that. So yeah. I, I definitely get that and I, I think that... Um, one of the lessons I learned, at least, was definitely you definitely don't need to cut these people off. Yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need to cut these people off, but you need to you need to be honest about them, and and you need to to your point maybe pick and choose like what you're saying to these people. Yeah. You know, because if you're talking to them all the time about your results and your trading yeah, and this, yeah. you know, mm. the conversations might not be as healthy. Yeah. You know, so be honest with them and tell them like, hey, you know, this isn't something I want to discuss. And I understand your point of view and, and stuff like that, but it doesn't mean you don't you don't need to it doesn't mean you need to cut them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, sometimes just just don't talk when you meet up with them. Talk about everything else, sports, mm. family, movies. Just don't talk about because don't talk about trading because you know where it's gonna head. Mm. Yeah. So I have a question. It was coming to America, like you've been here what, thirteen years now, you 13 said. Thirteen years, yeah. Uh what, what are you what is your take on it, right? You had expectations coming in about the American dream. You've yeah. been here. You've been hustling and working. What do you really think about America at this point? 
uh, America is not as easy as people might, people might think, mm-hmm. right? But opportunities are here. A bunch of opportunities are here. If you just have uh, the work ethic and the discipline, I believe you can get whatever you uh, are chasing, right? But you're going to have to work. Mm-hmm. You are going to have to work. So I think that working part is what people don't speak about. But you're going to have to work, man. You're going to have to earn every dollar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely no handouts here. No, no. No, that's for sure. Like, for example, like in Seattle right now, like we have a lot of homelessness. Mm-hmm. And you see that and you live in a country like America, the richest country in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we have that. But if that, maybe I'm cruel when I say this, mm-hmm. but if that person chooses to get off, to, to stop being homeless, try and get a job, try mm-hmm. to, in five years, he could be writing a book how he was living under a bridge. Yeah. Because you know what I mean? Yeah. Not too many places in the world where... We have the freedom to dream, the freedom to make choices that might put us into in positions that are not that great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there's a blessing and a curse to the freedom that exists in, in, to an extent in this country because you have the freedom to, to eat, eat whatever you want, right? For the most part, you have the freedom to read whatever you want, to listen to whatever you want, yeah. to be it wherever you want. But there's obviously uh, consequences to all the actions that, that you mm-hmm. take, right? Yeah. So. So I think it's very easy. It could be very easy in America to fall into a very bad position. Oh, very. Yeah, I've seen yeah. that. I've seen that. Very easy. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that in this country, if you do choose a path of righteousness, if you do work really hard, yeah, you can compound and find yourself in a position that's really, really positive. Yeah. And really healthy. Yeah. Right. It's just when you're in the middle, that's when it's, it's tough. It's tough, yeah. Right, because you're in the middle. You're making good choices. You're not where you want to be yet. Mm-hmm. That's the toughest, the toughest time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So for for me, I mean, I'm obviously from America. I'm blessed to be born here and raised here and everything. And my parents are second generation, mm-hmm. so they oh, nice. they immigrated. I mean, the way that I see it is the country is built on immigration. It's built on immigrants, right? Yeah. That's the the whole whole reason we are where we are is because immigrants came here that were extremely hungry and extremely like <laughs> extremely like disciplined and wanted to hustle yeah and they built their themselves their lives and ended up creating you know some of them amazing companies that employ a lot of people right and that changed ultimately the u.s and the world right yeah and, that's true and they have a ton of ideas so you know i'm proud to obviously be be an american you know mm-hmm. I, i'm still i still think that there's things that are good and there's things that are bad yeah uh, like anywhere but i really do believe that there's a like you said, a lot of opportunity here yeah. and all over the world. In yeah. this day and age, I mean, it's di- digital digital world that we yeah. live in, right? Tech, internet. I think things yeah. are starting to shift too in the next 20, 30 years, you know, as internet becomes more prevalent in a lot of different places and money starts to, you know, alternative sources of income, digital, online, you know, there's going to be people from all over the world with opportunity. Yeah. You know, no matter where you live. And then it might not be as attractive to come to America. Right, right. right. It yeah. Might be attractive to stay where you're at and keep keep building, um, but yeah, I think at this current time, you know, America definitely has a lot of a lot of opportunities. Yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. so for you, um, you said you were helping your family right back back in Kenya. Um, ha- that's got to be you know difficult to do, right? Have, yeah. Have you um, like what are some goals that you have around that? Right. What are you trying to do? So. One of the goals that I have, uh, and we've spoken this with the family, mm. you know, like a family business, you know what I mean? And they have good ideas, uh, but they need funding, mm-hmm. uh, good funding with, with what we have in our minds right now. So, doesn't Kenya have a lot mm. of land? Land? A lot of land. And isn't like tourism becoming a, th- a big uh, like thing in Kenya? No, tourism has, has always been big in Kenya. Yeah. But, uh, but things are shifting. Like Kenya is growing. Yeah, know. I know. Yeah, it's growing a lot. So, <clears throat> just uh, opportunities are opening up. But you gotta have capital. Mm-hmm. You gotta have capital. Uh, and then jobs are there, but you don't have too many jobs. Like you're not gonna go in Kenya and see now hiring sign. You mm-hmm. know, you gotta at least know somebody who knows somebody. 
you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm, I'm a graduate, I'm this and that. Mm-hmm. In America, you see now hiring signs everywhere. That is not normal. <laughs> you know what I mean? For most countries, yeah. That, yeah, most countries don't have that sign. In America, you could get hired for something right here. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it's yeah. all about networking. Yeah. 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 So, so the, the goal that we have so needs, uh, needs good funding. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, since I'm here and this opportunity, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking to see what's well, up. So what that. is like a project, right, that you would work on if you had some capital in Kenya that would help out? Right now, the idea they were telling me about, so I'm, I'm here because I, I told I've been here for 13 years. Yeah. So I don't know the landscape of business back home. Mm-hmm. They were telling me about getting furniture from China something like that, mm-hmm. and then bring, bring uh, to Kenya and sell. Apparently, there's a big market for that right now. Mm-hmm. So Importing furniture. Yeah, importing furniture, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so that's, that's, that's one of the ideas that they have. They mm-hmm. have a couple. So that, that, that was the biggest, and it seems like that is what the, the, they want to do. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with, with whatever they're telling me. Yep. They just have to tell me in advance so that I can plan myself accordingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're still driving Uber? I've right not driven since August, man. Oh, you're out. You're I, wa- out. I wanna you're say out. I wanna say I'm out, you know what I mean? For now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for now. Yeah. For now. But I hope I never drive again, but for now. But yeah. just like I said, I'm not gonna not drive because So when you got this payout, you were like, I'm out on Uber. Oh my first payout on August, man. Yeah. 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 I was like, yeah. Because right now what I'm doing, I'm I'm with the market and then I study in the afternoons too. Mm-hmm. I'm also I'm also keep studying. I'm mm-hmm. also studying back testing, back testing. Yeah. Uh, I'm back testing a lot. What are you studying at this point? What content? Oh uh, so Right now is uh, right now is mostly just back testing right now. Okay. Yeah, just ba- I have this software uh, FX replay. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah, so so that's what I'm using right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how you get good. Yeah. Yeah. Back testing, man. Yeah. Back, that, that is the holy grail of trading. Yeah. <laughs> just practicing. Yeah, back testing, you know? man. Back testing a lot. It's crazy because all the trading comes down to is you practicing a setup and seeing it so many times that when you see it live, you yeah. don't you don't like have any emotion. Yeah. You know, exactly, you're just yeah. it's this is what I've seen. I take this trade. I follow my plan and I move on. Yeah. Right? Like but the thing also about trading, I realize uh, most people quit. Mm-hmm. It, it's boring. It's mundane. Because mm. it's, it's the same thing over and over again. You, you're studying the same thing over and over and over. And sometimes you study and you're still not getting it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, then what am I studying it for? You know what I mean? Oh, you know what and I mean? It's hard, yeah. And, and that's what gets people because mm-hmm. you're telling them to keep back testing. Yep. So for how long? Keep back testing. Yeah. Keep back testing. Back testing can be fun though. If you have if you if you have some good ideas and you have some good setups, or if you don't have a good strategy or good setups, back testing can be like really drag on. You know. I, it, but it, I believe it's fun mm-hmm. when you're profitable. <laughs> When you're not making profits and, then and you're back testing yeah. and you're back testing and you're back testing, man, man, yeah, it can get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how many hours do you think you back test a week? Uh, I back test like uh, Monday to Friday. I might do like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday, I take a day off now. Per day or no? Uh, per day, Monday to Friday. Per day, yeah. Yeah, an hour yeah. and a half. Because I don't back test during the market when the market yep. is, yeah, yeah, I stay away. And then on Saturday, I might take a day off. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, I might do it for like six hours, mm-hmm. three hours in the morning, rest three hours in the, in, in the afternoon, and then chill. So it sounds like you got your payout. Now you're, you've got you know, a little bit of money. So how are you approaching buying challenges? Like what's the, the strategy moving forward now? So strategy is it's just the same. Just the simplicity of it. But like, are you doing like, oh, I'm gonna purchase one 100K per month or? Oh, no, right? no, like, no, 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 yeah. no. On my next, once I cash out um, on my 100K and see how much profit I have, mm-hmm. uh, I might go for the 400. Going for the jugular. Yeah, I'm going for the 400, man. <laughs> Look, man, we need this to make money. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. once I make, I pass the 400, I cash out and then I start going mm-hmm. to whichever I don't have yet. 
So um, you said you played soccer. Yeah. What were you part of, like a team or something? I, I still play in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. This is like a men's league or something? How's yeah. It yeah, it's a men's league. Over 30. Over 30. Yeah. That's good. You, yeah. got, you guys win or what? Uh, we are good enough. You're good enough? We're good enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're good enough. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. fun, man. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Sports keep you young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> man. And plus, like for me. Do you tell them that you trade or no? Um, if somebody asks what I do, I'll tell them. Because, mm-hmm. again, there's that thing of trading. Oh, you lose a lot of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't need that, man. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't tell them unless somebody's asked, like, hey, man, what do you do, man? Mm-hmm. Then I, I let them know what I do. So, but also, like, when you say soccer, like, because uh, I'm, I'm at the house mm-hmm. and I go to the gym, back to the house. So that little bit of difference once a week. Helps a lot, of course. Yeah, clear the mind, clear the mind, man. Get and the then ra- it's, it's get the router connected. Get the and then it's connected. a good day. Uh, Friday night, the yeah. market is closed. Yeah, yeah. So, well, last thing I want to I want to touch on is uh, what is the daily routine right now? You know, a lot of people are curious how, how people act during the day with the markets and stuff. What's your daily routine like? So, I I switched to a new routine mm-hmm. from uh, last week. But, uh, so I wake up at 5 a.m. And then, because I, I, I don't play trades no matter what, because mm-hmm. part of my discipline is New York and New York only. Mm-hmm. So I might wake up, uh, I might read a book, uh, drink tea, chill, watch CNBC, a little bit of CNBC. Uh, and then from like 6.15 is when I go to my desk and start really like see what's up uh with the market and only us 30 only us 30 i only also oh, on my chart i have on the side i have us 30 and bitcoin that's the only two, the two things i look at <laughs> let's, let's go <laughs> yeah so so you locking around 615 i lock it around 615 and then i start after the market opens now i start looking for trades mm-hmm. yeah but usually it's pretty simple man it's pretty simple. My my day is pretty simple. So when the market closes, what do you do? So that's when I go to the gym. When you're done, you'll go to the gym. Yeah, I go to the gym immediately. Re- relax. Relax, yeah. All right. I'm going to come back. A little bit of 2K. 2K. <laughs> <laughs> pretty simple life. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, yeah. that's good, man. Yeah, man. You gotta, it sounds like you're locked, like you're all in. Yeah. Really, dude, at dude. this point. And that's the thing that's interesting is obviously with the funded trader, you could lose a lot of money mm-hmm. buying challenges, right? To waste a lot of time. Um, you could also make a lot of money, right? You, you could definitely make enough money that could ch- change your circumstances. And I say that because I've seen it right? yeah. and I've talked to people that have experienced it. Because if you make 100K, that does change a lot. Dude, changes in life, man. Yeah, it changes a lot. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And that's not, you can't make that kind of money just from a job, right? You can't, it's hard to make that type of money in just a lump sum. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's hard, man. It's really tough. Yeah. And uh, speaking of that real quick, um, one day I was, I was driving this, uh, this guy, he works at um, Amazon Corporate, mm-hmm. one of those big guys. Well, I was just talking to him because I, I picked him up a really nice neighborhood, really nice house. I was like, hey, man, nice house, man. He's like, yeah, yeah. I do this at Amazon, blah, blah, blah. I make, think, 120K a year. Mm. But he's telling me he does not sleep. Doesn't he sleep. Doesn't sleep, man. Even the weekend, man, the job is always like, yo, what's up? Emails, emails, emails. Gotta do this, gotta do that. For, for what, though? Dude, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Limited, limited income, limited yeah. potential. Yeah. You know, she's like, yeah, he's making good money, but he doesn't even have a life, man. So the way that I look at it is... You basically until there's kind of levels to it, right? Because there's obviously employees at every company. Yeah. And uh, the employees ultimately, until they get to a point where uh, they're either extremely skilled. Yeah. Or they come up with a new product, a new idea, a new source of revenue, a new source of income, right? A new business type of business. Yeah. You will continue to just work for somebody else. Yeah. That's really just how it goes, right? Yeah. You, you will just continue to have to be under someone else who understands business more than you do. Mm-hmm. So all these Amazon employees are getting paid 120K, 150K, 
per year, right? The, the company's making a ton of money. A ton of a money. A ton of money, right? Ton, so yeah. they're just getting a small, small piece of this. Mm-hmm. And they're extremely important to the business, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they don't know enough or they're not willing to take enough risk yeah. to you know, get to that level where they have more freedom and they have more decision-making power Right, and they ultimately have more independence. Right, they're just going to keep working for someone else who has those those yeah. traits and those skills. Right. Yeah. So it's an. Int- I mean, that's also why America is interesting, right? Because there is so much opportunity in the form of jobs, but a lot of those jobs are jobs that people don't like to work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So that's you know, that comes down to the person. Yeah. Exactly. And you you've chosen at this point to stay away. You're like, I don't want to mm-hmm. work a job. You know, I don't want to do this. So I don't do that. Yeah. Because. Uh, I say I, I talk to my cousin every day. Um, he's also like uh, coming into trading right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just talk like we left Kenya to come here and do great things, mm-hmm. right? And one of those things is money. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna leave Kenya, leave our families, leave our culture, our people, our language, just to come here and make basic money. Yeah, it, it beats the purpose of us leaving. Of course, you know what I mean? Yeah. I live in Seattle. It rains. It's cold. You got to move out of Seattle. Dude, I'm something <laughs> thinking about, man. I'm telling you, man. A Cu- yeah. couple of more profits, man. Yeah. I'll be your neighbor, pro- man. A couple Yo, of more gotta, profits. You got to get out of Seattle, man. I'm out of Seattle, yeah, man. You got to find me there. Too much rain. Dude, ah, Miami's beautiful, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot of beautiful places in the U.S. that you can move to, right? Um, so... I, I want to touch on actually one last thing. Right. You talked about how you left Kenya, leave all your family behind, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and people don't think about this a, a lot enough mm-hmm. that when you immigrate, you really, uh, in a way, break your whole family tree. Yeah. Because you're not around your family anymore, right? You're not. You're in a new area, reproducing in a new area, right? So your yeah. whole family gets separated. Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest sacrifices, I think, in, in America, when you come to America and you immigrate. Like, if you look at my my grandma, right, she's the one that uh, immigrated here yeah. when, you know, when she was, I don't know, in her 40s or something, right? What, from? From Italy. Oh, nice. Yeah, so from Europe. So she immigrated here. She had seven brothers and sisters, right, tons of cousins, tons of aunts and uncles, immigrated here. She saw them probably five more times her entire life. Right, because she's here, she doesn't have a lot of money. She can't travel to Italy every year. Right? It's yeah. expensive. She has to work here, like you're saying. She got to get a job. She has to afford her bills. And then, so her decision to come here separated us from our entire family, realistically. But it also gave my parents, you know, her daughter, my mom, and then you know, obviously my dad, like ended up marrying like her daughter. Yeah. It gave that they were the second generation or first generation where. They got decent jobs. They became a cop or they got a, opened a business. And then there's me who I'm born in America. My parents, you know, were born in America. And now I'm like, I need to make something happen. Yeah. Because if not, it's all for a waste. It's all for a waste, man. It's all for a waste. Because yeah. I have all these cousins in Italy. I have all these, you know, family members all over there. And here I don't have that much. Yeah. Because we're only second generation American. Mm. Right? So I'm like, I need to, you know, I want to make it big. I want to make the best of my opportunity here as well. Right. That's how I'm thinking. I think a lot of Americans don't think that way. Yeah. They kind of just want to ple- seek pleasure and party and they just fuck off all the time. Right? Yeah. And they just literally take uh, for granted the freedom and the opportunity that's that's available. That's how I look at it, man. I mean, I think it's true it's, because sometimes I hear them complaining about immigrants. Right. And I'm like, oh, man, if you need, if you just knew, man, it's just, they just want to work, man. They just want to work. That, that, that is it, man. You know what I mean? And then, like, sometimes you can hear people say, oh, oh they come and take our jobs. They do jobs you don't want to do. They're your job because you're on your ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah <so. laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I, I think that there's that conversation's like a whole other. There's obviously like legal immigration. There's illegal immigration. Yeah. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, listen, I'll consider to say this. Immigration is what built the entire country. That's true. Immigration's why I'm here, right? Yeah, Building a business, hustling my ass off, like trying to build a, a legacy. You know, that's because my grandma immigrated here. Yeah. So, you know, anyone that's saying that we shouldn't be allowing immigration is, is really in a weird position, putting themselves <laughs> in a weird position. Exactly, man. You know? Exactly. So, so listen, uh, 
obviously, congratulations on your success. Thank you, man. How do you feel? You made it through the podcast. Hey, man, I feel great. (laughs) This was fun, man. Yeah. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Well, I appreciate you coming out to Miami. You know, I know it's only for a few days, Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to take care of you. Thank you. Do the best best that we can. But I do wish you, you know, the best with Uber, with everything. We're going to get you an account, give you a a little gift, too. Uh, before before you leave but thank you thank man you, keep man. keep working yep keep doing your thing and mm-hmm. uh make it happen thank you i appreciate you my man yeah <laughs> and anything less you want to say to the people last thing man i just want to tell you guys man uh, just just keep doing it whatever you're going through all of us have gone through it or going through it uh on this journey in trading uh your problem in trading is not unique everybody's going through it just know that if you keep studying, keep back testing, and don't lose faith, it's gonna open up. But you're just gonna have to keep going. That's all I can say. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Let's go. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, I appreciate you, man. Thank you for the opportunity. That was great. (laughs) 